episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the listener, the fan out there. Thank you so much. We're two away from 600. And it, honestly, that, that's mind-blowing. I appreciate all the support. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, you go to patreon.com slash blueshirtsbreakaway. And at that point in time, you get access to our BSBOT, our Discord, and a bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, we, we actually are planning some more more ridiculous things for the Patreon quite soon. Um, so stay tuned, and we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, today's episode, we have no guest. Turns out, everybody's watching football. Like, the NFL kind. And uh, things have just gone awry. So, Greg, you get Greg and I for an hour. We do some word association. We talk about Chris Kreider, him being absolutely on fire. Talk about Phil Pedal at wing and a bunch of other stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy. Happy football weekends. Happy playoffs. Happy uh, January 18th. Whatever you want to call it. Happy almost Hank night. A lot of things. Let's get to Mark Messier and get to the show. Love you guys. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier. And you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Hey, Busher Breakup Fans, welcome to the week of the Busher Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. You can support us on Patreon.com. You knew that already. We're almost at 600. We're like two away. Be those people. If you're with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. That slut Izzy was not keeping me from home. Wait, wait. <laughs> what does that mean? The, oh, is, the, the is, winter storm. Was Izzy winter, the winter storm, storm Izzy? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You I, know, technically, meteorological, meteorological, uh, Rioting Weather it. people speak. Yes. Yeah. Meteorologists speak. Weather people speak. Winter storms aren't supposed to have names. And I don't know when this fascination with naming these winter storms happened. I think it was because uh, it makes it easier for people to chit chat about and call them dirty names. Uh, we, yeah. Philadelphia mostly got rain. call it a nor'easter. They don't understand what that means anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I hope everyone's feeling okay out there. If you're buried in snow, uh, stay safe, stay warm. And if you uh, had to go to work today anyway, because even if it was MLK Day, you had to go drive through the rain. I'm sorry you had a shitty day like me. Anyway, <laughs> now we got this out of the way. Uh, I did get to go to Flyers Rangers on Saturday, Greg, and I have I have some thoughts. And I think they're not going to okay. surprise you at all. Really at all. But first things first, um, Philadelphia sports fans, you've heard of them. You've talked about them before. Um, you've talked about, you've gone to Phillies games, I believe. You've had uh, not-so-pleasant experiences there, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's the way to say it. Okay, cool. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers-Rangers game on Saturday night was a Rangers home game. I have no I have no other way to say that. I can't believe how much of a home game it actually was. There were more Let's Go Ranger chants in the building than the, the crowd was dead, dude. I don't know if it's because the Flyers suck, if it's because AV is gone and they just have no chance this year even though it's January. I don't know what it was. The environment was all pro Rangers. The Rangers had a, a what I would consider an incredibly sloppy game, and we'll get to kind of breaking that down a little bit, even though I know you were kind of at a wedding uh, for the weekend. But my dude, now, it was. We a should ra- say it, it wasn't. It wasn't kind of at a wedding. I was at a wedding. You were. I'm sorry. There you go. I I didn't want to miss <laughs> miss words here. You were you were not partially at a wedding or just kind of. You... Yeah. The the way you the way you made it sound like is like I flirted with the idea of going <laughs> to a wedding. And no. if anybody asked, I should tell them that I'm at a wedding. Yes. When no no, I was sitting at a table and dancing on a dance floor at a wedding. That's correct. You were, okay. Let me rephrase. My call is Greg Kaplan. Was at a wedding. There we go. Uh, uh, Thank the, you. The game itself, Legally speaking, this is important. The game itself for the New York Rangers was a slot best, I, I think I would call it. 
Uh, I think some some people out there would call it a good game, especially it was a quality good win. Uh, but I thought the, the Rangers had played sloppily all night, and I think partially that's because Greg McKagan, Ryan Reeves, and Rooney are on the third line. Uh, the first line was kind of buzzing. The one you've talked about the last couple weeks here with Mika Zibinijad, Chris Kreider, and Kapokako kind of starting to look a little bit better. The 5v5 was still a little weak for me. They played a lot of like turnover-prone hockey. We could not a lot of sustained offense for the New York Rangers. But hey, when you go two down two one in the third, and you can cut back when Igor's not having his best game, and you can walk away on a road game after you just came back from the the West Coast uh, with a win. I mean, you take that every single time, right? But just, I don't think that was the most impressive win of the season. No, and it it, it seems like we as Ranger fans now have a moving target on which player we decide is least suited to be in the lineup. Um, now that Lieber Hayek is not in the lineup anymore. For now. And Schneider seems to have found a home. And it, it, I think people are tired of talking about Nemeth. So now it's become Greg McKegg. And for good reason. I I just, I don't know. It, it It's difficult. It's difficult to, to square the circle on what's the third line and what's the fourth line. Because that 5v5, there isn't a whole lot of difference in terms of time on ice between those lines. Agreed. So it, it, it like it, us saying that Rooney Reeves McKeg shouldn't be the third line. It, it's like a no doy, but it's all, it's also not like they're playing three minutes more than the fourth line. They're playing like a negligible amount of time more than the fourth line. And whatever, whatever it looks like a lot of time difference is because McKeg and Rooney play on the penalty kill but if you compared Reeves to the three guys on the on the fourth line I the time on ice is is, is markedly similar um can, we, can I ask you a question yeah just I don't real know quick? It, Kevin yeah. is Kevin Rooney like ridiculously not ridiculously but is he properly underrated for this Rangers team I feel like when's the last time you and I talked about Kevin Rooney not that I think it's a bad no, thing but that's th- no but that that that's the thing we're not supposed to talk about Kevin Rooney He's supposed to be you're, – you're really not supposed to talk about the Barclay Goodrows, the Kevin Rooney's, the Greg McKeggs, the Ryan Reeves. These guys are supposed to just exist in your bottom six. They're not supposed to be a problem. They're not supposed to, you know, cause any waves. They're not supposed to create any disturbances in the force. They're, they're supposed to play solid hockey on a night-in, night-out basis, and they're supposed to support the, – the, they're the role player. They, they support the stars. They're not supposed to make the headlines. They're just supposed to prevent from being a negative headline. And that's what Kevin Rooney is. He's just a perfectly built bottom six forward that can play the penalty kill. And the reason we don't talk about him is because when a player is doing well in an invisible role, you're not supposed to be like the invisibility cloak is working. You're not supposed to like, you don't notice the extras in the movie. You know what I mean? You notice when the extra in the movie is doing something stupid, but for the most part, if they're out of focus, that's that's a good thing. Agree with you. Rooney, though, I think has been a little bit underappreciated because the, the PK this year has been pretty good. I mean, it does have Adam Fox on it, and that does help when you have the best defenseman in the league right there with you. Also, I should say Igor Shesterkin is usually in net in that case, uh, but Rooney has just been a serviceable player, and I, I actually felt pretty comfortable with him playing third-line minutes, and I could... I, I'm even comfortable, you know, not that I think this is a good idea, but if they're like for a shift or two needed to run him up to the second line, I'm fine with that. Rooney's been solid this season. Uh, Dryden Hunt actually comes back, confirmed by Gerard Gallant uh, this Wednesday. 
So I wonder how that'll fit into the lineup. Do you think Hunt slides right back into the Ryan Strom, Artemi Panarin line and Hedl goes back down? Because this is kind of where we have our first real discussion of the day. Philip Hedl, notorious winger. Uh, as we, how long have we been saying the Rangers think Hedl is a winger? What a uh, year now? Well, since, since last when April, Hunt, at least. When, when Hunt got hurt, he wasn't playing in the top six anymore. He was already, he already bumped down the lineup. Right, but do you, I was asking, do you think they kind of put Hedl right back at center and see if they, if that flies, or do you just leave him at wing? Because he's had. Oh, they gotta uh, leave. They gotta leave Hedl at center. I, I mean, not at center at wing. There's, um, there's no way he goes back, right? I kind of feel like the Philip Hedl is a center. We're done. We we we've tried. Isn't that weird? It's it's done. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it was working. He's been a lot better since he's been put at wing. He just I, I don't know if his playmaking ability wasn't there at center or what was missing with him, but he's been one of the best at generating offense for this Rangers squad the past couple games at wing. Helps when you're playing with Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom, who can really elevate your game, as we saw with Capo Caco. But he he looks a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more dangerous in a lot of different situations for the Rangers at wing, whereas he seemed nullified a lot of the times at center. And I don't think they should give up on Heedle at center. I think it's very valuable. The, the Rangers' center depth is crap after Ryan Strom and Mika Zibanejad, but I can't see it being right now. I, I wonder if it's during this sort of, and maybe this is something we haven't talked about yet, Greg, either, is uh, there's no Rangers hockey from February 1st to the 24th, and that's a lot of time to practice. Yeah, I... I think Hedl will go back to center when Lafreniere comes back, but I don't see a scenario why you would move him back there before then. It, it just it just doesn't really make a ton of sense. I don't know what the fuck is that bear. Is that bear? Is doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'll figure that out in a second. Um, it's not even like it's not football time has it. Yeah, football yeah, is it's eight thirty, right? Okay. You know, you, you, you're you gone. I've been away from my home for 12 of the last 16 days. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, he got used to roommate just, forgot that just, roommate exists. Just screaming without you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Very fun. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think when you have this many players, it, it, you know what? This isn't even a COVID thing. I, I, I think this should just be the case for the New York Rangers until they make some trades. But we, we need to stop trying to come up with reasons to not play the six best Ranger forwards in the top six, because there's a way to make them all work, right? The top line is a top line. It's pretty well established at this point. And it's, it's doing, it's doing its thing. It's clicking, but there's been a very clear hole in the top six. And we've been trying to fill that gap with players that aren't the six best players. The New York Rangers have. So if Lafreniere is out of the lineup, Philip Beatles, the six best Ranger forward. It, 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 with the most offensive upside, we should say. There's no so put him in the top question six. about when Lafreniere that. comes back. Keep Lafreniere in the top six, just until you bring someone in that can displace one of the top six Ranger forwards from on an offensive basis. Because again, the the thing we talk about with this team every week at this point is just how remarkably mediocre they are at creating offense at even strength. So at some point. You do have to stack the lines. And the Rangers right now just don't have a lot of guys to stack the lines with. But when they're healthy, or when they're, even when they're unhealthy, you just got to start putting the top six players on the ice the most. And when Lafreniere is out of the lineup, Philip Hedl is the sixth best offensive forward. So put him in the top six. And when Lafreniere comes back, we can continue to try to find pieces that work with Hedl 
on that third line. The problem with that third line when it was Lafreniere, Heedle, and Gauthier wasn't so much that they weren't creating offensive situations. It's just that, for whatever reason, none of them were finishing. Specifically, Heedle. Specifically, Heedle. Below 5%. Multiple, multiple times where it was just a chance after chance for him to bury one and can never get it done. Unfortunately, uh, that just didn't that just doesn't play into his game, and maybe that that happens at wing where he can translate his game right into. I mean, he's gonna have a lot more space on the ice, right? I mean, our ten is stronger it, right it's, there. It, it's finding it, it, it's threading that needle between a player being unlucky, which you can make any player shooting under five percent that that is unlucky. Right? That's correct. Yeah, no, but no, no it's doubt also about like it. it's like the hard contact like aspect with baseball, like when your BABIP is low. Sometimes is it a sign that you are just unlucky and hitting into outs you shouldn't be hitting into, or you're just not making solid contact? That's like with, with, with prospects, BABIP is usually an indicator of a prospect that is able to handle pitching because if the more hard contact right, they put, made, put it into terms that people don't have goes. no idea what that means, just like batting average on balls in play. Yeah. So, like, if you're making contact with a baseball. It, when your batting average on balls in play is low, a lot of people say you are hitting into outs. But sometimes it's it's not that. Sometimes you're just creating weak contact. And we have to we have to ask ourselves, like, do I expect Filipino to continue to shoot at a five percent pace? No. I do not. I do not. But but is is Filipino creating scoring opportunities where I expect him to put the puck in the back of the net, or is this just like are some of these shots just empty calories and i'm not i'm not i'm not saying one way or the other i think more times than not i find heedle in a high danger opportunity where the puck just isn't going in the net but sometimes it's a skill to score it's a skill to get the puck past the goaltender i'm not saying heedle heedle has the hands putting it right on the goalie but at the same time like i i think we have enough track record with heedle to kind of say that sometimes it's not bad luck. I'm not saying that's what it is right now, but I, I, you have to start asking yourself the question of is making Heedle play center, putting too many other variables on his shoulders when right now the Rangers just need to focus on letting this guy shoot himself out of a slump. I couldn't agree more. I think he'll stay there at least until Lafreniere gets back. And then even then, I just don't know if Lafreniere wants to play that right wing spot. I don't know if it really matters because Gallant's asked about play, it. I don't give a fuck. Laugh. I, I got I to gotta gotta tell you, you Laugh. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. If you're uncomfortable doing it, guess what? Get comfortable. We all get asked to do things in our profession that we're not necessarily comfortable with. I believe one of us just had a job changed on him without any input. This is correct. Um, so Actually, I, listen. I, if you want to make I, the case, I, you could say it's two people on this podcast. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, but I do like the job I do now. Me too. Um, it, it worked out for me. I, I like to consider myself more of a uh, Filipino got moved to right wing from center kind right. of deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You're more of a laugh is going to have to play right wing. I just, first of all, I, I understand positionally speaking, there are, there are aspects to playing the right wing as a left-handed shot that are, um, that puts you at a disadvantage. I get that. But for me, I just I, I I'm I'm in the Jeff Merrick school of positionless hockey. The only times we really see players in their quote unquote assigned position is on the faceoff, and then it's you have three forwards and two defensemen, 
if my three forwards are constantly cycling, and especially if they're Ryan Strom and Artemi Panarin on that line, I'm not necessarily worried about those two standing still in their assigned zones. So I just – Lafreniere needs to be in the top six. And if, if you're not going to move Kreider, who's playing outrageous, we gotta get to him. and you're not going to move Panarin because he's your best player, then move Lafreniere and make him adjust. And if he can't ad- – if Lafreniere can't adjust to play in left wing, right wing, I mean from left wing to right wing, that's the first thing I'll say where I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm not asking – I'm not asking a catcher to be a center fielder, right? But even then, Craig Biggio did that perfectly fine. Okay. So I'm just, <laughs> Craig Biggio getting a shout-out on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I just – I don't know. I just uh, – I, I, I need Lafreniere to play right wing. I, 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 I'm i tired of this. Well, I don't want to do it. I am tired of the glass Like, I should think about this every single day situation. Like, you really shouldn't think yeah, just, about if it. If you're thinking about it, fucking do it. Like, what are we doing? I, I know we said this last week with Drew, but I really do think a Lafreniere should be on the either left wing or the right wing with Mika Sabinajad. That just makes uh, way too I much sense for me. A, uh, a, a 16 Coors Light-induced dream I had last night? Yeah, I mean, no one ever really likes to hear dreams, but I think this is going to be good, so keep going. Uh, for some reason, I was a Ranger forward okay and you Greg something, something happened where i was out of the lineup but when i was out of the lineup gallant was out with covid uh-huh. and they wanted me to be an assistant coach so you were there with knoblock and, and tanner glass yeah that well there was some guy named lafever okay uh, coaching the team mm-hmm. i don't know who the fuck he is sure but he was a no nothing and i was just saying some things uh julian gauthier scored two goals where he shot the puck this off is, the glass this is great analysis. in the goal. Uh, and then after after the second period, the Rangers were winning, and Gallant was clear to COVID. Okay, and in the second period. he was angry at me for something. Yes, makes and sense. And he told me that he I wasn't going to be behind the bench Probably anymore. Probably because he put up a billboard. Keep going. Probably. Yep. He said, I wasn't going to be behind the bench anymore. And I was like, is that what the players want? And he turned to the players, and the players were all too afraid to say anything. So I was like, fine, fuck it. If, if you want to lose, go lose. And Gallant told me to go fuck myself. Right. And I said, and I quote, see, Gerard, this is why you're not going to get anything done this year as he walked <laughs> out of the room. And then I woke up and I was like, whoa, whoa. I need to not have dreams. And it's solid. And I think fighting with Gerard. Gallant. And I think the entire point of that dream was Lafreniere needs to be in the top six. And it can't yeah, be. <laughs> I, I mean, Julian Gauthier needs to be in the top six. He scored, again, he scored two ricochet goals off. He literally shot the puck. That's how I know it was a dream, Greg. He, he shot 12. the puck. He didn't just take it to the net with one hand. It's totally Yeah, but again, situation. he shot it at the glass, and then it ricocheted <laughs> in. And he scored literally within four seconds of each other. The second goal, I vividly remember saying on the bench, was that a replay, or did he actually just do that again? As if my eyes were betraying me. Let's, uh, let's actually get to... Uh, what, my dream's not important? I think there's a lot of things we got to digest. <laughs> this is Dream Circle now? Um... Anyway, uh, let's get to Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider, Christopher Kreider. Uh, when we signed him to that extension, you and I were covering the team at the point in time. We did a trade deadline emergency, which I'm we sure you... were covering the team at that point in time. You're absolutely right about that. Thank you. Uh, I'm not a dream. We weren't kind of covering the team. No, no, we, we were all in. on. Still, we, ha- we still had a podcast for the last six years, as crazy as that is. And I think our immediate reaction was uh, we both really liked the Kreider extension. We thought the salary cap was going to go up at the time. We didn't know Lafreniere would get drafted. But we also, I don't think we ever imagined that he'd be this. Could you, this is this is unsustainable what he's doing right now, but he's just absolutely on fire. I don't know how much longer he can keep it going. He's always been a streaky, streaky player, but the fire just hasn't gone out this year. Maybe for a game or two, but 
he just continues to be the best net front presence in the league, and I, I don't think it's close. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's he's 31 now. It would have been unrealistic for us to expect Chris Kreider to become a 70-point player after his 30th birthday. It's It's not who he was in his prime, and I know he's still in the tail end of his prime, but he's been a streaky player who's good for 20-plus goals and around 50, 55 points, and he's been super reliable about that, and that has value, especially on a team as young as the New York Rangers, and they weren't even as young then as they are now, which is crazy to believe because that, when Kreider signed the extension, you know, he himself was two years younger. That's how, That's how time, time works, I'm told. Mm-hmm. Um, he, too, was probably at a wedding when he signed the extension. Right, But, kind of. yeah, no, it's – you don't expect a player to do this at this point in his career. Just like we won't expect him to do this next year. It, it, it would be an unrealistic – expectation and i gotta tell you ryan having chris Kreider play this supernova season that you never expected him to play sure sounds like another reason to push all your chips in and really make a couple big swings here if you're the new york rangers because you can't under any circumstance expect chris Kreider to do this again with less well not less talent around him but no new talent around him next year rangers aren't going to be bringing in any pieces this time next year at the deadline without sending someone like Chris Kreider out the door. I just, it's incredible. Chris Kreider has worked so hard, and Shane has written about this before, uh, of perfecting his net front presence, something that the Rangers have lacked probably since Rick Nash. And Kreider, to his credit, is doing it in a way that Nash never did with the New York Rangers. That man just eats up pucks in front of the net puts them back on goal, and he's so quick about it with his hands that he's not giving goalies time to react to the puck that is directly in front of him. Mm -hmm. And it is – it's fucking incredible when you pair that with a guy who is not afraid to shot from anywhere on the ice like Mika Zibanejad. Yep. It's the natural partnership. Yep, it is. And they obviously love each other in many, many ways. Uh, You can go find those fan fictions if you really want. They're out there, I promise. But there have been – there's just been a connection with them this year where uh, I, I, the way he's tipping the puck, like I, Chris Tipper Kreider has kind of been my joke, but it's uncanny how he's scored all of his goals for the most part, like less than three feet from the goal. He's, it's going to be unsustainable to do this again in just another season. And I, and a couple weeks ago, Greg, I pushed back on your push all in theory. I still wouldn't like to trade Othman. I don't think he's like an all time prospect or anything, but he's a, he's a forward I'd like to hold on to. But I just you you kind of have to push in at this point. What was the player that you mentioned? I think it was what was the staple that wrote about this uh, for that the staple mentioned uh, Arturi Lekkinen. Right, is the two way forward for the not even a two way forward, just straight up defensive wizard for the Canadians. Twenty six years old, plays both the left wing and the right wing. Is a restricted free agent after this year. Is making two point six million dollars right now. And this this was the point I was trying to make this weekend where. When I say, or when anyone says that they want the New York Rangers to go all in, yes, that does mean getting the big flashy piece at, at that that highlights the deal. The the guy who brings all the headlines and all the attention to you, the Tomas Hurdle, the Joe Pavelski. You you have to get the big apple when you push all in. But by pushing all in, you're also trying to improve 
every area of your roster that you can. And it's, it's again, we talked about Kevin Rooney. This isn't a knock on Rooney. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be Rooney's spot in the lineup that Lekkonen's coming in and replacing. But it's like acknowledging that there are things Dryden Hunt does well and acknowledging that there are things Gerard Gallant likes Greg McKegg to do. Those things have a role. But if you go all in, go get a player that does those things better and that you can realistically acquire. And Lekkonen's that kind of guy. He is the dream penalty killer. We uh, Drew was on this podcast talking about how it's not just getting better defensemen in order to play better defensively. The Rangers need better bottom six defensive-minded forwards. What makes Barclay Goodrow good? The fact that you can have Goodrow on one line and Lekkonen on the other line and both lines of your bottom six have essentially a third defenseman who is a shutdown player ready to go for your team when you need to hold leads late in the game. And the, I, I was talking with our friend, Andrew Zadonowski, who's been on this podcast before. He covers great, Montreal, correct? Great writer for Hab's Eyes on the there Prize. Um, the, the only thing, it, it makes me wonder if there is just a natural partnership between the Rangers getting someone like Lekkonen and the Canadians getting someone like Kravtsov in one of the Rangers' second-round picks. It makes a lot of sense when you remember Jeff Gorton is there. Jeff Gorton is the man who drafted Kravtsov. Jeff Gorton is the man who brought Kravtsov back from Russia the first time. It, it, you, gotta, you have to at least wonder if there isn't a natural partnership where the basis of that deal, from what I was talking with Andrew, it doesn't sound like it would just be Kravtsov in the second because, again, the Canadians could just say we're not trading Lekkonen. He, we have him under team control. He's ours. We're just going to keep him. And if we want to trade him, we'll trade him in the summer when everyone can try to acquire him. But you you do wonder if there's just a natural partnership between Drury and Gorton, Rangers Canadians, Lekkonen and Kravtsov, and maybe a piece or two on top of that. It, do, it, do you, it feel, like that, do you feel like that's too much, uh, Kravtsov? Uh, listen, Kravtsov is, no, a, is because, a negative yeah, Kravtsov's a nothing. He's a negative uh, He's a nothing. He, it, he's a multiplier by zero. It doesn't matter what number you put before Kravtsov. You put Kravtsov in there, it's a zero. That he was not going to be a New York Ranger. It's that plain and simple. There's the no Rangers have no leverage. They have no negotiation tactic here. And it, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a depressed asset. It's a zero asset. The Rangers fucked up. I'm, I'm done talking about how they fucked up or why they fucked up. It's just at this point an acknowledgement of fact. That is a zero piece for the Rangers. I, yeah, Chris Jurisic could continue to act and, and act like it is a real piece, but it is not. It's you, not. You're, you it's are getting not. 20% maximum. On you're, the value. you're lucky to get 20 cents at this point. You are. If I'm, if I'm frank. Yeah, and, uh, and kudos to Jury if he does pull it off to get a real asset for just Kraftstoff, but the whole league knows. It's like he's never going back. It's not a secret. You can yeah. come out and. The Rangers, the Rangers got a late second round pick for Leas Anderson. It, the, it became Will, Will Cooley. That's cool. For Vitaly Kraftstoff. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, um, that, I mean, second, late second-round pick for Kravtsov at this point is a good return, I think. Uh, yeah, so the the conversation with Andrew before we talked Kravtsov was probably you, you, you'd you have to put – well, you don't have to, but, like, you include Gauthier because that's essentially the player you're taking out of your lineup. You include Robertson because you need to include a notable Ranger prospect in order to get this done, and it's not going to be Jones or Lundquist. So who's – who's essentially next on the pecking order. It's probably Robertson at this point in time. And you include one of your two second-round picks 
that you have next year because the Rangers have theirs and the Blues. So it's it, it sounds like a lot for a player who isn't going to score goals. It does. I understand that. But it's, it's about making this team better from top to bottom, more competitive from top to bottom, and more playoff ready from top to bottom. You need Arturi Lekanins in order to win. And honestly, again, with his restricted free agency, if you decide you can't sign him, you can't afford him in the offseason, trade him again and get your second-round pick back. That trade is there for you to recoup that asset after this Not season. a lot of recouping so, in, in any sport, which sometimes is confusing. Well, in basketball, it happens. That's true. That's true. In, in, in baseball, not really. In ba- in football, definitely not. Nobody gets traded nobody for gets draft traded. picks anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then in hockey, no, they're not smart enough. Yeah, I mean, point blank. That's it. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We don't have a guest today, so we'll transition over to our uh, wonderful sponsor, and then we'll come right back. Transition, folks. As you're enjoying, well, you're not actually watching Rams-Cardinals anymore, but you did watch Rams-Cardinals last night. And if you did watch Rams-Cardinals last night, you also know that DraftKings Sportsbook is officially live in New York State with mobile sports betting just in time for the remainder of the playoffs. Right now, you can place a bet from anywhere in New York with DraftKings Sportsbook, including from your own couch. To add to that excitement, DraftKings is giving new customers a special offer that you do not want to miss a $5 bet on any playoff game wins $280 in free bets. If your team is victorious, the wait is finally over Head the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of DraftKings great promotions and features, including same game parlays like the one I made tonight on James Conner to score a touchdown, Odell Beckham to score a touchdown and Kyler Murray to throw for more than 199 and a half yards. I'm sure all those three things happened, and I'm a rich man right now. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, use promo code BLUESHIRT so they know we sent you, and get 56-1 to 1 odds on any team in the NFL playoffs. Bet just $5.00 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's blo- promo code blue shirts this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook. For full details, must be 21 or older and physically present in New York. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Nice. And we're back. All right. Um, you want to do some five-star questions, or is there anything else we want to touch on? Uh, actually, the upcoming schedule is pretty interesting. In a, in a, you know, in a, hey, can the Rangers, are, is this team good kind of way? Uh, they have the Maple Leafs on oh, Wednesday. Here we go again. It's, it's, you just love asking <laughs> if the Rangers are good. <laughs> it's my favorite question because everyone has an opinion on it. It's Well, I just, we, we get in trouble for saying the Rangers should improve their roster. I just don't understand. What do you want me to say? You can get in trouble point, for anything. It's not going to be controversial. You can't get everybody hates us, no matter what happens, except for you out there. We know you you love us, and we appreciate it. Five hundred ninety eight of you really do love us. I agree. I well, five hundred ninety seven, you really do love us. One of you from Spectrum News is paid to find <laughs> out if I'm saying anything bad. <laughs> That's true. It's a legal fee for them. Uh, Maple Leafs, Hurricanes, Coyotes. Coyotes game obviously uh, should be a win on Saturday night at home. Rangers is it ha- weird? Is it weird that I feel like the Hurricanes should be a win too? It's it's an away game. 
So uh, the, the Leafs come to the MSG on Wednesday, 7.30. Then the Rangers go to Carolina for the Hurricanes on Friday. So Hurricanes, it's a back-to-back. So probably Georgiev gets the Coyotes, right? I mean, we, we can agree there. Oh, yeah, because, again, first of all, we, we've fallen in this trap enough. We've even talked about this on the pod before yep. where you have to use use your best shot at winning the front end of the back-to-back because it doesn't matter how well you plan for the back half. People are going to be tired. So plan to win the first one. Play to win the first one. And then you take into account that, again, if Georgiev can't beat the Coyotes with a tired Rangers team in front of him, it's just not meant to be. Coyotes went, really went ham this week. Uh, good for them. Uh, I know that they're playing the Coyotes. The, the ESPN is promoting the Coyotes and, and uh, Montreal Canadiens as like their game of the week. I wonder. Oof. I wonder. So I, I've, I've always push back when people start asking or start suggesting that the Rangers are showcasing anyone because showcasing doesn't exist. Right. But what does exist are players on the Coyotes starting to smell the finish line of getting the fuck out of Phoenix and playing better to – hurry the process up try and get that that trade deadline value up like get me the hell out of here just them personally taking it on themselves to prove like see i can do good things get me the fuck out of here because that kind of i the think team it's isn't showcasing th- those guys. there is a lot of what have you done for me lately and if you kind of make headlines for two weeks your value can kind of just shoot up if you if you're playing there, hot at the right a, time is there a league bigger on the what have you done for me lately than the NHL, though? Yes, the NBA. I don't know if you remember uh, when Doc Rivers, like every person that ever beat him in a playoff series, he would like somehow have on his team the next year. <laughs> like, but like even that think, would think about the guys, like think about the guys that are in trade talks right now. It, it's it's not like all of them are having spectacular seasons. It's all like this guy's good and is just in a shit situation. Can we save him? In the NHL, for sure. That's no, but in the NBA. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, there's a bunch of stars like, hey, like Sacramento. Let's use De'Aaron Fox, for example, right? He's in Sacramento. It's terrible. Would he be better other places? Yeah, probably. Is he going to be? I'd really – give me a Fox and Fox connection on Broadway. That's all I'm that, saying. That's fun. That is fun. There's a lot of good, like, MSG I'm big, promos. I'm a big De'Aaron – I'm a big De'Aaron Fox guy. There's a lot of good MSG promos with both of them. Like, amazing. I hope that happens. Also, can I, can I just shout out that – I, I see the Knicks are doing the everybody needs to vote for Mika thing. But can I shout out the Mets who didn't do that but asked people to vote Donovan Mitchell into the NBA? I All-Star did game? see that. That is cheeky. That's, inc- <laughs> That's incredibly cheeky. His dad, his dad works for the Mets. It's important to point that out, blah, blah, blah. Mitchell himself is a massive Met fan and said, like, the he had two posters growing up in his room, and I think one was Kobe and one was David Wright. And that was, like, his – childhood room um but it's it's fucking hilarious that they the mets don't engage with the rangers very much but they're like donovan mitchell get him in the all-star game (laughs) yeah i listen i respect all the knicks and their pr people being like hey you got to tweet for this me because of vintage guy and they go what (laughs) you don't think miles mcbride did that on his own i think miles mcbride did that on you think miles mcbride did it on his own uh, I don't no know. Chance. No, no chance. chance. No. Miles McBride was probably at a wedding this week. Yeah, kind of at a wedding, I think. He's kind, of kind of at a wedding. All right, let's get to some. Uh, we have some five star questions, and I want to do a quick game of word association because uh, we don't. Uh, have, we don't not have Wordle. Fuck Wordle. Definitely not Wordle. I don't. Oh man, I don't really get the whole world thing. I, I don't care. Like, ha- I'm happy for you. Do you guys want me to start showing you my Sudokus that I do every day? Yeah, like, this is like doing? I don't. This is like if I started posting my content. Slay the Spire runs on Twitter, people are like, uh, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, you shouldn't. 
<laughs> you don't care. Props, props to Wordle. I don't know how they fucking cornered the market, and I'm sure we'll never talk about this thing again. You like know what it reminds months. me of in a weird way? Kind of like early social media. You remember, like, everyone was like, check out my farm on Farmville? And I never had Farmville, but I... Well, or do you remember, what, what what's what's it, 1038 or what, what's it called? Yes, that was a big one. People would post their, their scores for that. It was very like, huh? Well, but it was never, never as bad as Wordle. I don't really get it. It's people I love and respect, too, Joe Fortunato. And, uh... <laughs> hey, don't put words in my mouth. Yeah, sorry, uh, just me. I no, said but hey, Listen, I'm, I'm happy if you're happy, guys. I just... I don't get it. I don't think it makes your dick any bigger. Oh, and I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Let's get to some five-star questions. If you want to leave a five-star question, you can go to our Patreon, uh, go to our five-star questions channel, leave it in there. We will read it on the show. Uh, speaking of the last sentence you just said, this is from Dan from LI. Do you think Kodak Black found his friend's contact lenses at the Florida Panther game on Tuesday night? Oh, yeah. No, he was clapping. Uh, if – is – is that the second or first biggest story of the year for the NHL? Oh. I feel- uh, it's not the first. Let, let, come on. Kyle Beach happened yeah, this Kyle year. Beach, Kyle Beach, sorry. Will always be the All respect Kyle Beach. That was number rightfully. one. Kodak Black was, um, Kodak Black was I, but I, I will, like number let me, two. Let me, say this, let me say this about Kodak Black. That happened on Tuesday. Yes. I had a 9 o'clock flight Wednesday morning to go to Georgia. And my Twitter feed, again, as – heavy heavy hockey and everybody had a retweet about kodak black that included the video and you know that i'm looking around my shoulders i literally should have just had a sign that said it's not porn it's a hockey highlight (laughs) i promise you i'm not sitting in this jfk terminal looking at porn on my cell phone right i'm not a guy sitting at a buffalo saber game i am just a dude trying to get on an airplane to go to a reading allegedly and look through twitter and it, everybody had a good line about it. I'm not. It, it, it was. It was also one of the funnest to, times. To show my age and to show my old, I still don't know who the fuck Kodak Black is. I don't understand it. But it, I'm just out of touch and a loser. And I admit that. And I wear it. Uh, good. Good for him. Uh, I thought it was one of the funniest stories. In, in, good in for the, her. Hit, yeah. Hey, okay, listen, girl. Good get for it. her. More I, importantly, I believe. I it, hope she got everything she wanted. I believe it was the second date. What a what a second date it was. Florida Panther game. Well, we know it wasn't a first date. Kodak Black doesn't kiss on the first date. <laughs> uh, this is from David. Extend Strom is his name. Uh, if if MIR decides to move on from Strom, do you think they find a long-term solution or plug someone in for the next two seasons until 24-25 when the cap situation becomes a little bit more flexible? And Dreisaitl is on the last year of his current deal. Hmm, question mark? Question mark? I don't uh, think Dreisaitl will say I'll, comes I'll say this. If the Rangers are moving on from Strom, it's because they don't want to go long-term – Probably with anyone. Uh, so if they yes, move up from Strom, I, it's also because he's asked for way more money than they can legitimately afford. Right, and if he's asking for that much money, they can't also afford Hurdle, because what whatever Strom's asking for, it's going to be less than Hurdle. So it the the theory out there that the Rangers could move on from Strom and sign Hurdle, if Strom is too expensive for the Rangers, then so is Hurdle, and Strom, the Rangers would have more reason to sign Strom because they know Strom works. Right, like there's still it's proven. There's still the scenario. There's still the scenario where Rangers get hurdle, which they should. But he could come over here and Eric stall it up, and he could be not good. And then, like the you wouldn't want the Rangers to extend hurdle long term because for whatever reason it doesn't click, it doesn't vibe, it doesn't work. So, I I I personally, if if the Rangers find themselves priced out on Ryan Strom, you're not going to find someone 
to take enough money less and less years to make it worth going down that road with another player. You should just be trying to roll the dice on two-year deals until you figure out the cap space. It's kind of funny because the Rangers offseason really relies on how much Ryan Strom likes to play with Artemi Panarin and how much he likes playing in New York and how much he doesn't yep. like getting fully full paid when he probably should. Yeah. If Ryan Strom's cool with 6.5, he'll be a New York Ranger. Yeah. Over five years. I don't think they go six. I don't, I think they'll go, I think they'll go seven. You think they I, go I think seven? The Rangers, yeah. I think the Rangers oh, are at God. a point where they don't care about years. Really? Yeah. I think the Rangers will talk with Strom. Can you imagine? Hold on. Yes, I can imagine. Hold on, let me let me finish. All right. I I think the Rangers will talk to Strom, and they will gladly give him seven years if it keeps the price at six point five. Because I think if you go five years, he's going to be like okay, seven plus, and the Rangers aren't going to be able to do that, and they're not going to want to do that. So I, I like why do I think Mika took eight point five because the Rangers went max on the years. Why did Adam Fox take less than ten million? Because the Rangers went max on the years. I think the years... Look at Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Years saves money in the eyes of the club. So I just... I I, I will be shocked if Ryan Strom signs for less than seven years wow. if he resigns with the New York Rangers. Can you... The day the trade happened, Ryan Spooner for Ryan Strom. If I were to tell you, hey, this guy's going to be a Ranger for 10 years, you would have decked me. <laughs> you would have fucking punched me right in the face. There was no way. And now all of a sudden we're going to give him a seven-year deal. I love Ryan Strom. I want to make this super clear. I he's, we don't. We also got to remember that like the Ryan Strom's existence on the New York Rangers is essentially why Artemi Panarin is here because they moved Ryan Spooner and then Spooner got bought out and that extra savings was the cherry on top of the Panarin contract Sunday. It was so Ryan Strom. Ryan Strom essentially is single handedly responsible for Artemi Panarin being a great New York Ranger and he's played with them. Every second he's been here. And so and not even that. Artemi Perrin loves him. Loves him. Ryan Strom drives yeah. him to the facility because he doesn't have Google Maps because he uses a Nokia phone as crazy he's, as he's essentially He's essentially like Panarin found his new Bobrovsky and it's Ryan fucking Strom. Yeah, as crazy as yeah, that he's is. Gonna, he's going to be a Ranger for 15 years. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I can't see it. It's so funny. I can't really see a situation where they don't come to terms with him. They have to. Artemi Panarin is their best player. He's the best chance of them winning anything. Obviously, Igor and Fox have something but, to say but about that, that if too. You're, but if you're Ryan Strom, why would you walk away from Artemi Panarin? You're not going to get it better. Yet He's the one player that got to go from Connor McDavid to Artemi Panarin. And you want him to be like, yeah, I'm going to go play with fucking uh, shit. I'm trying to think of someone off the top of my head. The Minnesota that Wild? Would, like, I don't know. Yeah, Tage Thompson. Yep. I'm going go tr- to go trade my skills with Tage fucking Thompson. And the Buffalo Sabres, because they're going to offer me $8 billion plus. Bro, you're playing with Artemi Panarin. You ain't going anywhere. If the Rangers offer him the years, which they will, because they want Ryan Strom to settle on the money, that man's signing a 7 by 6.5. I'd take it to the bank right now. Woo! I mean, I, you know what's funny? I think at the beginning. I'm excited for Twitter that day. The, yeah. I'm excited for Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> the second, I'm excited for the insider chat the second they hear me <laughs> suggest that the Rangers – are going to sign Ryan Strom for it, seven by six It's going to be a bloodbath. Um, it's I, it was it's incredible because four months ago we were talking about what are the Rangers getting a Ryan Strom trade. Bro, two weeks ago I said he probably deserves seven point one million. You told me to shut up. <laughs> like, oh, I told you to shut up just because I don't want him hearing that. I get it. He still listens. I know he's a big fan. Hey Ryan, what's going on? 
Uh, yeah, he's a friend of the podcast. Friend of the pod. He's been on here. Tony too. Uh, what? Not anyway, a friend of the pod. Not, not a friend of the pod. Actually, did not like us, turns out. Um, I still have those deleted tweets. What, what gave it away? <laughs> yeah, what was the secret? Um, yeah, all right. Just well, a friendly advice to Tony, though. Uh, if You should probably relaunch Watch Your Tone if you want to bitch about reps and not do it literally on the ice. Yeah. Well, he got kicked off the ice the other day, right? And he said... People are soft. I don't know what I said. I'm probably you probably said something, Tony. Gotta be honest. Can't, you got a can't say anything to anybody these days, Ryan. Can't <laughs> Just want to speak my mind. All right. Uh, this is from Mark Anthony, the singer. Hi guys, long time listener, first time asker. How interested would you be in a guy like Derek Stepan? He's making very little and could potentially uh, be a piece to reobtain without breaking the bank. Do you guys think it would be ever worth it? Period. Uh, why why the Hurricanes trading him? Yeah, that, that's kind of my question, uh, Mark. Is is I would like Derek Stepan back. I think he's actually probably a good solution at third center right now. Um, you don't love it? I'm going to check. I'm going to check that. You I'm going to check it? your math here. All right. I don't love it. Well, I mean, first things first. I just, I don't. Why, they would never why, trade him. They would never trade him. It's hypothetical. That's all. Um. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they would, but fill, like, what would you give fill up? Fill in the time that what, Greg Would you give it like a fourth upstairs. rounder for Derek Stepan? Like, what is the appropriate price for even a guy like I mean, this? That's, that, I mean. Yeah, that's probably his price. Derek Stepan is just a guy that exists. I guess that works as his third. He's a guy that exists. Yeah, he, he's a Kevin Rooney. Yeah, there you in go. In fact, let me compare him to Kevin Rooney. I'm curious now. This one is. Uh, you think he's better or worse? The Kevin Rooney? Kevin Rooney. I'll take Kevin Rooney actually these days. The Ke- Kevin Rooney's a, a he's a better yes. penalty killer. It's Greg not... Greg can Google shit. Pretty that good. Just be our guest. Every Greg week. Google shit. Uh, Greg Google's shit. Yeah, I think. Oh my god, the Rapham charts do not like Kevin Rooney. They hate him. Did not see that guy. They fucking hate him. Wow, the the Reds all the way to the bottom. That means he can't play hockey. Yeah, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, that's, except that's there's only one line that isn't. It's not like Lieber red, mm-hmm. but it's also like red, hmm. like the color of angry men. My eye you know test, my eye test uh, analysis familiar stance. I think he's underappreciated. Uh, I think, I think, I think he's again. I just think he's perfectly appreciated. The fact that we don't talk about him that means Kevin Rooney's doing everything perfectly refined. This question is from Avery Rules. If Gerard Gallant took the current Rangers team on a team bonding trip to compete in Survivor, which Ranger would win? I think I know the Ryder. answer. It's Kreider. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, it, the final two, though, I think it's Kreider and Reeves. Bloodbath. This is a bloodbath. No, I think I think Reeves uh, Reeves does some – Reeves becomes the heel in the game. He's got to get taken out early. Reeves, Reeves is the guy that forms alliances on both sides. Right. And then someone finds out that he's – Done he's both the, sides. Mike, Michael Silvers will appreciate this. Reeves is prime Wes from the challenge days. Always conniving. But the problem is – he makes his plan too well known, and it puts a huge ass target on his back. He doesn't see the final four. He thinks he's going to see the final four, but he doesn't see the final. Who's the final four? Because I, honestly... I think this is a fun question. I, 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 I it's Kreider. Yeah, that's for sure. It's Panarin. It's Fox, and it's Kevin Rooney. Because everybody forgot about Kevin Rooney. Kevin Rooney would get there. Damn. All right. Uh, this is from Ru- Ruby. Ruby. Uh, what's your gut slash overreaction to Schneider's first game? Do you see a clear path for him to become a long-term member of the NHL squad, even as seventh D sometime this year? I think he's there now. Like I know how crazy. Yeah, this question had to. Have, this question was asked after the first game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't really see a scenario where Schneider comes out of the lineup. I don't see it either. As I know, this 
This will sound crazy to people. Last week on this podcast, I was talking to Drew. I was like, when do you see Schneider coming up? Because I think it's going to come up soon. Drew, you know, gave the gave the response just saying, you know, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. He's not ready yet. Schneider, they love him. They love him. Yeah. I've known for, like, I've, I've talked about, I don't want to say no, I've kind of gotten hints about it. He was going to be up sooner than later for weeks now. And they don't really I, – I don't think they're going to bring Niels back up. I think there's a chance we've seen the last of Niels as a New York Ranger. I could ex- The Rangers are off from the February 1st to the 24th. I imagine there's going to be a lot of downtime for the New York Rangers and other teams in that three-week period. There's going to be a lot of makeup games for the Islanders and other teams for sure. But the Rangers don't have any scheduled games at that point in time. And guess what they're going to be doing? Figuring out what the hell they're going to be doing for trades. And there's a chance that Niels Lundqvist is in one of those trades during that time. So – I w- I'm I'm at a I'm at a point personally where I'll be very surprised if one of Jones and Lundquist isn't traded this year before the deadline. See, the thing is, like Jones for me is staying. He's 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 a left-handed defenseman, so they they still kind of need. He, that he has asset. a more he has a more natural path to staying here. But also, again, there's no fucking rule that says you can't play a right-handed defenseman on the. I left know side. there's not a rule, and but I'm- we've done this for long enough to know that they believe it. I know, Ryan. That doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> I don't know. What else do you want me to tell you? All right? It's just like, Jesus Christ. At some point, you can break some fucking societal norms in the NHL. It doesn't have to be the same shit every day. Uh, yeah, I don't think Schneider goes back down. I think he's given every single chance. Unless Schneider completely craps the bed over the next couple weeks here. He's got to look, get undressed. He has to have that game like Lieber and, and Jones we, did. We saw Buddy, Lieber, Lieber got undressed. He's still fucking. Yeah, but, uh, but I. Uh, they like what they like. What I don't understand this, is everyone's like. He could shit. He could take his shit on the ice and play it like a hockey puck. And they'd be like, that's creative defenseman <laughs> right there. What a beaut. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Lieber. I don't, the, the whole logic for Lieber is whenever I say, hey, Lieber's still on this team is, well, he's got waivers. Like, really? You're worried about waivers? Have you seen NHL waivers? Like a lot of people Nobody get through. Oh, the Bruins waved a fourth liner who's like not bad, and he got through. It's it's. Well, you think Lieber Hayek's getting picked up for what? But you know what? Here's the thing, and we, I I don't know if we've considered this enough. We talk so much about how stupid the NHL is. Lieber would be the one guy who got picked up. He would be. But here's the thing. I don't That's care. Not a problem. I don't care. It's not a bad thing. Like, <laughs> I don't give a oh, shit. Oh no, we lost Lieber Hayek. Whatever will we do? Oh, I don't care. It's at like all. Jesus Christ. How many Tarmos and Robertsons do you need in fucking Hartford for you to be like, if we lose our 10th defenseman, it's not the end of the world. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Fi- I, I, final, I wish I knew. Final five-star from our friend Khaled, who's been a, a Reddit supporter for a long time. At what point will we start talking about the front office says publicly about roster decisions? They're clearly either just smoke screens or bullshit. Um, there's a lot to to dissect. This is kind of my favorite part about covering the Rangers is is, is where where the where's the truth between all the lies that the front office tells. Now Drury doesn't say anything. He just doesn't do it. But, but Gallant speaks only in lies. That's correct. Uh, but there are ways to kind of get hints and read to what they really think. A real great way to do this if you're just new to becoming a a, a hardcore Ranger fan if you're out there and say, "Hey, I, how do I want to know what the front office is thinking these days? Or what do they want me to think? Listen to the first five minutes of Sam Rose in every single New York Ranger home game. Uh, he will he will give you the exact thoughts of what they want you to think. It is directly from the team. It is what they are trying to sell. Then ask yourself, what are they really trying to say here? 
And that's the fun part about being a New York Ranger fan right there. That's the stuff I actually love. That's the shit, the nitty gritty that I really get into. Yeah, no, uh, you have to remember that MSG is state-run media. So when they're highlighting a player or telling you how good Barclay Goodrow is, that is not by design. I mean, that is 1,000% by design. It's not on accident. Second, has anything convinced you more that players are on Reddit or not Reddit, Twitter all the time than when they gave the fucking Broadway hat to Greg McKegg? I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, I just, it's, I just, it, it's a pat on the back. None of us, none of us have really said anything about McKegg. And then we saw the lineup going into the Philly game. And we're all like, all right, it's not, it, the charm's worn off. And then the Rangers win the game and McKegg like had two blocks and a hit. He drew, a, drew penalty. a penalty. Yeah. And the Rangers are like, Greg McKegg. They definitely. Broadway hat. You know what? All right. They all I'm have. Like, you motherfuckers. They all have reading, burners. You're reading the replies. They all have burners and they all read the replies. I promise. Yeah, Revo, Revo doesn't have a burner. Revo does that shit on Maine. That's true. That's true. He's, he's very good about not accidentally hitting the like button, though. That's for sure. But the, and the fact that, again, I'm not just saying this because Revo does this shit on Maine and could kick my ass i say nice things about ryan reeves not because he scares me but because i like him and because he scares me. it's both i promise all right let's do a quick game of word association that we're getting out of here i thought this could be fun uh for the for the ending of the podcast here as long as i have the right tab up and i don't all right give me a second this is real good <laughs> uh, one job. yeah i did i did i had one job i don't know how that happened so while you're doing this mm-hmm. fun story yep I, uh, I for the up. first time in my life, thought I would be proactive and just assumed you? that this fucking winter storm, Izzy, was going to shit all over New York. Yep. And I was going to get stuck in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I have a hotel room for an extra night and a plane ticket tomorrow that I'm just not going to use now. And it's just money I spent that I'll never get back. Oh, you. It's just gone. You you have another plane ticket? You couldn't change it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Delta's asking me to check in as we speak. That's incredible. And I don't know how to tell him, like, by the way, I'm not. I there. think you can call them and kind of like work it out, but they'll be assholes. About yeah, it. You, you know what I'm not gonna do. Yeah, I knew the answer. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's quickly go. Uh, we'll just do some word association. All right, we'll start with it. I'll start with. Uh, it's gonna be kind of out of order. So here we go. Morgan Barron. Ooh, uh, fucking miracle. Super, on ice. Superman. Superman. Uh, mm. Sammy Blay. Albuquerque. <laughs> see, see you next year. Uh, Filipino. Winger. <laughs> winger <laughs> no that's one of my early takes i just no we've been saying it for a long time in the archives man. i've been i've been pondering for a while if filipino is actually a winger uh it, my, my answer is not leah sanderson julian goche one-handing it uh brick shithouse yeah that's a good one or uh, barclay goodrow six years okay <laughs> he's, a, he's a guy he's a guy <laughs> dryden hunt Mm. It's a solid. Yeah, it's, it's just solid. I, I don't know why. He's, the first that third thought in my head was, "How about them apples?" Not, not good. Barkley. It should have been Barkley Goodrow. <laughs> that should have been the word association there for dry <laughs> This one's easy. Capo Caco. Praise be. Merch available Praise at churchcaco.com. Uh, Chris. Uh, money. Money sign. Money sign. Chris. Capo. Chris Kreider. Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Meat market? Tchaikovsky. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Greg McKegg, uh, Broadway hat. We just did that. Uh, uh, Greg Greg McKegg, uh, Hartford Wolfpack. Yeah, uh, Ryan Reeves. I think it's just Daddy. Oh, yeah. I think it's just oh, Daddy. Yeah. I think it's just Daddy. Uh, Artemi Panarin? Red. Yeah, I mean, that's in too all, easy, right? In all shapes and form. In all shapes and form. Kevin Rooney? Appropriately rated. 
<laughs> kind of out of way. Solid. <laughs> no, if we use solid for Dryden Hunt, it'd just be like, my guy. Yeah. Uh, Reinstrom. Unkillable. Unkillable. Rich. <laughs> Unkillable. Yeah. Reinstrom. Rich. That's the word I now associate Mika's with. Mika's so boring because I just think DJ immediately, and it's not even like, it's kind of whatever. I was going to say the pantsification of New Yorkers. Oh, that's a good one, too. I like that. That's nice. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Hey, to be honest with you, Greg, we do have fun at this podcast. Very, very sure. We do, we do have fun. Yeah. Who needs a guest when we have just us? We have, we do have fun here. Uh, Adam Fox, uh, a god, limitless. Uh, Lahayim. Uh, I said unkillable for Ryan Strom, but it might have been for this. Lieber Hayek. Oh no! Oh, the kayak. He's a, he's a kayak. He's the kayak. There, also, it's... we got to do some. We get. We really do got to do some work. If we got two members of the tribe on the Rangers defense, we got to like. Is Schneider is it confirmed or not? I don't know. I, it, listen, all I'm saying is there's evidence to support the argument. All right. We're going to have to check it out. Uh, we can we can reach out to his mom, see if she wants to come on and talk about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 are you going to... I have to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> this, part, this part we can't do. This part we can't do. Uh, no, maybe uh, I'll leave uh, it in. He's from Prince Albert, Canada. Okay. Um... Hold on. That was, we're checking. We're oh checking. God. Come on. That was a good It one. was good. It was good. It was a good jab. I liked it. You think oh, there's no – Brent Schneider hasn't been in the league long enough for him to have a no. personal life part of his Wikipedia? Don't think so. We'll get there. All right. Ryan Lindgren. Blood? Ryan uh, uh The Revenant. The Revenant. Uh, Patrick Nemeth. Uh, disappointing. Yeah. I agree. Come on, Nemeth. Uh, Keandre Miller. I don't know why, but Dope. I, yeah, I always think like the suits just like classy. The suits are crazy good. They're so nice. I would say dope or fly. Yeah. Dope or fly are good too. Uh, Schneider. Jewish. No. Um, I guess I know what the Rangers would say. The chosen one. There you go. Like if, if Fox, if Fox is the Messiah, then Schneider is the chosen one. If we're sticking with old Testament, Torah nomenclatures here. Uh, Tenorti. What's the point? Uh, Gollum. Speaking of, he's Golan's precious. There you go. Uh, Jacob Truba. A train. Um, just, you know, perfect in every way. Okay. Final two. Uh, Georgiev. Uh, Bulgarian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, done. Igor, Hank 2.0. Yeah. Oh, uh, just 2.0. Like, yeah. I think I missed uh, Lafreniere because he's not on the roster right now. Yeah. That's oh, good. French. Yeah. Frenchy. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> just a big French guy. <laughs> big, big, Fre- big French big French, baguette. Uh, I, I kind of like the Alex idea Lafreniere. of uh, Lafreniere, but his face is just in a bowl of onion soup. I don't know why. All right. The French connection? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, This has been an episode. This has been an episode of Bushwick's Breakaway. Um, We'll be back with BSBOT this week. Maybe we'll record after on Wednesday. After the Leafs? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. If not, we'll get it it out on Thursday. It'll be a fun time. And uh, you can follow us on on Twitter at O'Reilly Media. You can follow Greg at Bushwick's Break. We'll be back then. Uh, I'm going to thank all our Patreon subscribers now. Love you guys. Bye. And I want to take this time to thank all of our Patreon subscribers, but especially our NHL Insider Club subscribers who honestly spend some time with us in the chat and just are 
the reason we can continue to do this show. Everybody helps, but these people, these people in particular, make this show happen. Also, just want to quick give a quick shout out to James, uh, who drove down from Long Island to come hang out and uh, watch the Flyers and Rangers game with me. Gave away a ticket on Saturday. Never met James before. Awesome dude. Just came down, watched the game. It was dope. Uh, Rangers home game. I know I talked about it earlier, but it still blows my mind. Uh, so anyway, Patreon NHL Insiders Club. Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cartulo, Adam Keach, Alex Gardner, Amber Cohensburg, Austin Beetleman, Barbie Chris, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Biggs Malone, Brian Doyle, Broadway, Blucher, Breeder, Chris Finelli, CJ Stellwagen, Dennis, da- Dennis, what? Daniel, God damn it, Ryan. God damn it. I'm so mad at myself. Daniel. Dazen. Daniel. David Aaron, Dennis Dice, Darian. What's up, Darian? Eric Stagg, give Gartner a cup. Gotta come back on the show soon. Uh, Gretzky, Gareth McFly, Handel, Harrison Hasco, Hip Hop Array 89, Jake Berkowitz, Jerry Marquez, JD, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, Justin Friedman, Chris from Florida, Christoph Berg, Kyle Franklin, Legas, Lazek Krakowski, Luigi, Ordino, Lucas K, Matthew Kai, Max Nielsen, Pascal Perrier. Is that, is that how I say that, Pascal? You gotta tell me. Perrier. I think that's what it is. That's a sweet name. Pavel Kodrev. Uh, Kodratrev? Man, I'm murdering it today. Randy, uh, Randy Tesser, Stephen Lomayer, Stig Bulbach. Swine guard the drop BK, the Eric Carlson, Tommy Sinclair, Tom Ertz Jr., the legend, Tommy O'Neill, Tory from Manhattan, Upstate, Vin, Vinny Bracco, Vinny Hay, and Will Spector. Cannot thank you enough for being part of this Insiders Club. It really makes it a big difference for us. I, I think this is kind of a, a measuring stick week for the New York Rangers. I, I know Greg didn't really get into it, but Leafs Hurricanes, I, I know I joke with the is this team good kind of thing and I do like to ask the question because it really does uh, bring out the best in a lot of people and gives a lot of their real thoughts I think it's a uh, I think McBearcat uh, in our discord said it best it's a team that I wouldn't think would lose against anybody in the playoffs but I would never bet on them in the playoffs I think that was sort of his quote and I, I couldn't agree more it's a, it's just everything has to go right but I also think they could beat anybody it's a really strange situation for the Rangers so a really great test is a Toronto Maple Leafs team that uh, has drama wherever it goes, but is a great team. And then obviously the Hurricanes uh, have been quite a good team this entire year, especially in the regular season. And you're fighting for position in the Metro at this point, so I'd say those games are really important. As always, feel free to reach out to me personally on Discord with any ideas you have for the Patreon or things you need or want to talk about. I'm all here for you. What can I do for you? I'm here to help. I serve you. All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, we love you guys. Bye.